Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamflet. Great to have you back, mate, to look ahead to SmackDown tonight and another Usos title defense. It's great to be back. Um, a, a combination of working from home slash very busy Christmas nonsense because the system doesn't work. You're going to see Nativity? I had to see two on different days at separate times, both within the working day. But it's okay because there's two per day that you can go to. Oh, fair on. enough. Then. Yeah, the schools understand this now. They've obviously listened to my previous whinge that the system doesn't work and they thought <laughs> we're going to fix that this year. I know. How about uh, 10 o'clock and half three in the afternoon? <laughs> sure sounds like out of the... Because uh, well, obviously, you know, Dolly Parton's... Uh, you remember it. Working 11 to 2. What a way to make a living. They've obviously, they've applied that. I thought, well, we can't. They're the core working hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That three-hour window over most people's dinner <laughs> break is definitely when we should, yeah. Aye, so I lost time to that and then working from home for other stuff. So it is really glad to be back. And I'm glad to be back and this being the first one back mm. as well. Like when you sent me the SmackDown card, there's a, a time Brett wins a particularly big match and he does this like double fist pump thing where he almost like he's crouching because he's selling. He's like, yeah. But a more famous one is when uh, Cena returns and wins the Royal Rumble. Yes. And his arm comes like, does a full rotation. Yeah! Like that. <laughs> and I was like halfway around. Yeah! Thinking about the SmackDown card. And then over the desks, you were like, oh, by the way, Drew McIntyre has been retired, uh, been replaced by Butch. <laughs> An already great main event got even better. No disrespect. Uh, get well soon. I'm sure like PW Insider will tell us how you're aging in from the back with a broken leg or something. But, um, <laughs> I like, I'm not really a Drew guy. Uh, and last week when Seamus just rocked up with his shillelagh, wasn't, wasn't very easy, was it? No, when he it kind of gave away the result of the uh, tag title match on Monday. Yeah, actually. Um, so when he turned up and they were like, they were setting up what was obviously going to be this, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was a feud ender between the Brawling Brutes and the Bloodline, but pending, I guess, the Roman Reigns... Kevin Owens match we think is going to happen at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Sheamus has got to keep his powder dry, hasn't he? So this Sheamus-Butch-Usos tag match, I think it's just going to be a total ripper. I can't, I cannot wait for it. The um, They've done this twice now recently with the Usos, and in, Triple H needs to be a bit more careful. You cannot um, 
so obviously set up a match in the Usos' future and then expect us to care about one in the in-between. Yeah. Last time it happened with the Brawling Brutes. Do you remember uh, Ridge, Bloody Holland, and Butch in Saudi Arabia? Yes. When it was like, ah, but if you get past it, you've got this record-setting match against New Day next week, but the New Day are no more contenders, so it could be New Day versus mm. the Brawling Brutes in a match that would have zero stakes. Mm. The New Day have obviously had to head back to developmental to learn some things, right? Yes, boy! Yeah, I'm excited to talk the, about uh, that. Deadline preview that's coming up. In the, I'll just say in the next 24 hours, because I have no idea when that podcast is going to be released, but for, before the premium live event goes down on Saturday. Uncharacteristically busy time for wrestling. Ugh. December is not normally when... I mean, we love it in the content, yeah. game, but December is not typically this uh, like peak time for content. It's like bloody Piccadilly Circus for wrestling shows at the moment, isn't it? Exactly. We've got a Saturday where there are two events, technically... By neither AEW or WWE. Yeah. That have featured heavily promotion on both shows. <laughs> very strange. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this weekend. Uh, and looking forward to tonight, where the best tag team in the world, officially. So, sorry, Young Bucks and FTR. But he literally said, number one tag team in the world, Uso's officially better. It is never not great when the PWI, I don't know what it is, I was going to say 100, but in tags, I'm not sure if it's 100 or 50, 50 or whatever. I mean, maybe, I don't know. That thing has been around forever, right? But not all wrestling fans have. And that's okay. Everyone has to start somewhere. But the idea that it can be new to even just one person and be the biggest piss boiler. Mm. There is not a single yellow arrow we could slap on a thumbnail or uh, you doing a podcast intro about, like, I don't know, why Bray Wyatt's rubbish. And I'm joined by the Dudley boys to talk about why Bray Wyatt's rubbish. There's not a single thing that got on the internet that could piss people off more than a Pro Wrestling Illustrated yeah. kayfabe results list. And the Usos being number one, which, by the way, what's interesting about this is that I think there's nothing wrong in a bit of healthy debate. That mm-hmm. Usos, I don't think the Usos are the best tag team of the year, right? I do not. I do. But I think you can have healthy debate. I think you can have absolutely healthy debate. PWI are not really interested in that. They're interested in wins and losses. Yeah. And often, because of WWE's schedule, it's a maths game. It's it's just a simple... But not always. Uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega have both been PWI Wrestler of the Year. Don't see as many complaints when those guys win. <laughs> just but uh, it's just a simple wins and loss thing, a kayfabe thing, and like the Usos have got all the belts. It's a wins and wins and loss thing, a kayfabe thing, and a true thing that the bloodline are the best across the board. So they're the ones. Did Roman win PWI's? Yeah. Re- did he? Yeah, that's of quite. He did. That's quite great. Then they should this year for the first time ever. PWI rookie specials. Oh, let's go! And then forty nine others. Logan Paul. Only <laughs> <laughs> two and one, and he that one yeah. count. Um, God, I don't know why. Sorry, I, I, I should apologise. I don't know why I mentioned the Young Bucks. They're not even in the top five tag teams of the year. So <laughs> they're not number eight. They suck. I mean, I, I haven't. Obviously, check the stats. Is that on account of the fact they lost two months and then have been in trios? Is that like... Uh, I think it's because the fact they got their asses kicked backstage for real. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why they can't be taken seriously. Talking about ass kickings, and I guess this is sort of related because the Usos are wrestling on the SmackDown. FYI, uh, Good Brothers and RK Bro are technically better than the Young Bucks, so the not good, my words. The Good Brothers. Not my words. I'm just, hey, I'm just stating the facts here, mate. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Briscoe Brothers are number three, FTR two, Usos one, just to, just to get all the Yeah, I have FTR as number one, but that's okay. They just lost They just lost on Wednesday, so if it's wins and losses, that's, you know, PWI wins and but losses. But I'm always told wins and losses don't matter in WWE. Clearly they do. <laughs> this is bad. What Sorry. What are we doing here? I wanted to talk about how much, uh, just because we haven't spoke about it yet. This is like, we do this on front of microphones or at our desks. Yeah. How class was uh, Solo Sikoa's beat down of uh, Riddle on Raw, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was unreal Simone stuff. Simone Spike's back. Was it not some sort of tribute? Did, like, Umaga yeah. passing, like, 
whenever it was he passed or something. But uh, he's incredible. He's abs- I hope he's ringside tonight. I hope that Drew, injury and all, medically disqualified, wants to be ringside to support the Brawl and Bruce. And then Solo keeps him medically disqualified with oh, someone. Yeah. Like him there. Well, him. Riddle's been taken off uh, live shows this weekend as a result of that injury and no other reason, of course. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> where, are, where are they touring this weekend? Hang on. Just a second caller. They are touring. So I wrote it down for my notes for the news. Saginaw, Michigan and Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Riddle strikes me as a Kalamazoo type of guy. I don't know how that's not worked out. It's how, he, he probably, Kalamazoo, I can't play that, but you can <laughs> have a hit on my bong. I'm so glad that you're in the same thing because I played the kazoo on the news when I announced that. <laughs> <laughs> We've done too many yeah. Yeah, pods together. Uh, the match is going to be great tonight. Genuine, banger, genuine after banger. banger after banger after banger. Uh, the Usos retain, obviously, but I love, at the moment, the sweet spot that we are in where Sammy and the Usos in particular help each other out for yes. the sake of helping each other out. It is an important detail that shouldn't be overlooked that because Sammy has gone to the greatest possible length that Survivor Series War Games to prove his loyalty, that, and to be fair, they've done this thus far. Like, Jay has helped, Jay helped Sammy win, was it, on SmackDown? Yes, or last week against Sheamus, yeah. Jay helped Sammy win against Sheamus, so the favour should be returned. We absolutely should. They should commit now for a month. It only needs to be a month, but for a month to everything is fine, capital F. Yes. Now, the little crumb last week was from Jimmy Uso, where they went off, Solo and Sammy went off, and Jimmy was like, "It's is it cool? And Jimmy, yeah, 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 yeah it's cool, it's cool. So they, that you don't need to abandon that completely, but the Uso's retain, Sammy Zayn helps, bloodline's stronger than ever. It's not wasteful, it's not heel standing tall, it's very important story stuff, because now is the time to... Uh, you know, just add a bit of layers to that element of the relationship because we can all still know, it's mm. dramatic irony, we as the audience can still know that this has fallen apart, but now the characters can't. They've got through the bit, as like Sidgwick has rightfully pointed out, they've got through the bit where we well, could just watch TV. Mm. That'd clear all the trouble. <laughs> yeah. Now, in their minds, even if they were watching, so like, for example, right, Sammy helps the Usos win tonight, and then next week, Jimmy says to Jay, like, definitely, 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 you definitely want him over for Christmas. Like, I, I'm fine with it, but you definitely want him around for Christmas. Yes. Day. And Jay's like, yeah, I do. Bloodline like, family Christmas. I was watching SmackDown back, and he interfered and helped us. And you've tied up that one sort of loose end a little bit, where when Jay is watching the footage back for scouting purposes, he's seeing that Sammy is helping. Yeah. So he feels happier than ever that, like, the Bloodline are, are tight, and there is nothing to worry about. And that's when, once you've got absolutely nothing to worry about, what you've done, it's old media-studied stuff for anybody that ever studied it, Equilibrium, disequilibrium, equilibrium. We're back to equilibrium. Like, there was disequilibrium. Sammy Reyes... Love that film as well, by the way. Great Christian Bale film. Equal- oh, yeah. It's like it's a better Matrix. Yeah. They're all in, like, their... They're all in their die-jack dusters and glasses. Was it they can't lie or something? Something like that, yeah. It came out right around the time where it was very, very cool to wear long leather jackets and the vision of the future had to be... Had to look like a sort of... Um, the video to Destiny's Child Independent Woman Part 1, <laughs> where everybody's on, like, sort of oval white screens and sitting in inflatable chairs. I think I've confused Eglurian with Ricky Gervais' film The Invention of Lying here, but still. I mean, That's a terrible two films to confuse. The Invention of Lying is an awful piece of work. Bad, the Invention it? of Lying is one of six things Ricky Gervais has done in his career. Be like, can I just say whatever I want? And then they mask it and couch it with some sort of narrative loose thread. I think I can, actually, yeah. I wish you'd not bastardised The Office, mate. That was the greatest thing you ever did. I wish you'd just done it and then stopped. 
I like quite a few of his other projects. I got to be honest. Extras was okay. Yeah, extras was okay. But everything has to end with him, like putting his hands mm. together, like yeah, like doing a sort of Joe Gacy to the camera. Like, hey, guys, can we uh, just stop for a second and think? Joking aside, well, no, mate. Like the whole point is jokes. Yeah. Like, don't feed me Derek and expect me to think that gruel is caviar. And if you've never seen Equilibrium, spoilers. So skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want to know this. But you know it's a good film because Sean Bean dies in it. So bastard. I love him. It's so bloody good. He made Game of Thrones. And it was only, oh no, he, he was only in it for a bit. But he made Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. But yes, the Usos defend their legacy tonight. That's yep. what we're saying. Absolutely. Have Sammy be reading the PWI 100, please, on this show. Oh, mate, yeah, like feet up on the desk with a magazine. FTR, I see they always put their like, winners in second place on FTR will be on the cover. So that would be even better. Because I'm working on a theory. We've not talked about this either. Mm-hmm. I, this is rubbish, this podcast. Come on home, it's boys. Just like, it's just like, hey, we haven't been like, yeah. Um, I did I not I wish I could have said this on a podcast did I not say that this was going to end up with it being the Briscoes there was no tease made I said when the match got announced it was going to be like the Briscoes at one more time I think the Briscoes win the belts on Saturday wow I think FTR have had their shot and it's done in AEW I think they lose their IWGPs at Wrestle Kingdom to the winner of the World Tag League and then all they've got left are the AAA titles they'll find a way to lose them because as of April May it is coming home I don't mean the World Cup I mean the Revival yeah Bit of a pro wrestling revival in WWE. Oh, actually. So, yeah. Uh, we got Kurt Angle's birthday celebration to look forward to. I'm going to save that for a little while okay. because we've got a little game to play with that, coupled potentially to another storyline that's going on on SmackDown right now that is sensational. Um, but first, we saw the return of Tegan Knox last hmm. week. Uh, great to see her back. I think it's a fantastic acquisition by WWE. Um, the women's division just is getting stronger and stronger over there. Um, what's next for her? Because obviously you saw the damage Kataral stuff with with Becky Lynch on Raw. Bailey is in that uh, number one contenders match next week, so that's kind of her taken care of. But you got Tegan Knox, you got Liv Morgan, you got Tegan's history with Dakota Kai, etc. I'm really excited to see what they do next with her. Yeah, I wonder if um, so. Bailey and Becky Lynch is absolutely stands by itself as a, mm. as a big match. Could you maybe not spread all of Damage Kataro, but spread the Tag Team Champions over SmackDown for this reintroduction program for Tegan Knox, where she helps Liv Morgan as she did last week, and you just you set up. Because Liv Morgan's in a funny place at the moment where she lost the title. Uh, it felt like WWE were admitting defeat on a push that was more their fault than hers, yeah, I think, but a push, a push that went wrong. Um, her push and the failings of it are outlined in the ups and downs of WWE from 2022, which is available to read on whatculture.com forward slash WWE now if you want. Um, I don't think as much of that was on her as was on WWE, but I think this is an interesting way to keep her in a profiled spot. Mm-hmm. And for Triple H, the thing with Tegan Knox, to answer your original question, we are seeing that he is all about currently uh, re-bolstering the ranks yes. without exactly working out if, if all of them are there to be pushed. So Emma has been brought back to be... A, like, you need um, you need bodies. Both divisions yeah. need bodies. You need utility wrestlers. There could be times for all of your favourites to get pushed. And by that, I mean a Candice LeRae, a Mia Yim, a... Uh, yeah, a, an Emma and whoever. Mm-hmm. Like, but he is... It does feel like his first task was just getting the list longer than it had been. We had highlighted, especially on SmackDown, how thin that roster was and what a massive, massive lack of credibility it had outside of a title picture. Whereas now, he's starting to stuff it with a lot of his favourites from NXT. They have a lot of cult popularity, but not wider fan base based on the lack of pops anyway. 
yeah, wider fan base support isn't there. But that's okay, because he's now got them, and he can decide who he wants to push and when. He can move people around. And I guess, to answer your question with a question, what does he think of Tegan Knox in the short term? Does he think of her as another one of those aforementioned bodies to fill time for now? Or does he bring her back as a pushed prospect? I think the tag feud with Dakota Kai and Sky is a goer, because I think the match would be good. Yeah, I think it would make the titles feel important. And you could do far worse than making War Games 2019 look like it was yesterday. That clip is powerful, powerful stuff. And I say that as somebody that lived through it in person. You show that turn again and you say, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox have never been the same since that night. Not only was a friendship torn apart, but Dakota Kai dealt with a litany of knee injuries, some of which have speculated caused her to lose a job in WWE. Meanwhile, Dakota Kai became mm. this evil person you see today as part of Damage Kataro. Like you show the clips of them when they were a tag team together, when they were friends coming up together, all that sort of stuff. That builds to a pretty healthy tag team title match against Knox and Liv Morgan. Yeah. For like the SmackDown TV show. So it's probably the route to go. And I like the idea of putting the, switching the titles at that point. Maybe. Maybe, because yeah. There's a complaint you've had with, with Triple H is he brings all these people back and then doesn't really, apart from, you know, Damage Control won the titles, but it's not been great with them. It's just a weird look to every comeback. And I understand this. Every comeback has to look like the biggest deal of the night. I get that, because if you bring somebody back and it's a damp squib, then the question is immediately, why did you bring them back? Yeah. Like, like immediately. Uh, I think, like, Karrion Cross might not have been that, but then he, dro- he was dropped straight in the main event. So everybody goes, what? why? But then he's been in the main event. It's like, well, Triple H must love him. They've, he's committed to that, right? But uh, Hit Row are probably a better example. Yeah. They rock back up on SmackDown, and without meaning to be cruel to Hit Row specifically, because I know sometimes they're isolated for quite a lot of criticism, it becomes this thing of... All right, I understand that you need to and you need bodies, but them, yeah, why them? It's it's the worst possible comeback for any wrestling group. I mean, you can see Triple H is probably already asking himself why them based on the way they've been booked since mm. the return. So it is a tricky thing. Tony Khan has found the same problem. Like they're both guilty of similar crimes in this respect because it's not, it's it's not. It's like I said this with AEW. It isn't the. This bad faith, oh, well, who are they? No, you get a video package, or you get Excalibur, or you get Renee Paquette's yeah. Shane Taylor exposition out the air. So, like, there is always an explanation, or a crowd pop in the case of AEW. There's always a, as a, you can infer, plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is not that. The problem is, is there any other scripted show where, and I'll, I'll inc- like, people drag soap operas, and I don't think they should, but let's take an EastEnders. EastEnders, right? Let's say every week on EastEnders, like, three new characters just drop into the square, and... It's not that you don't know who they are because you, you might have heard them named by other characters, but then they're there, and then next week, three more drop in. Yeah. And you know who they are too, but it's like, oh, hang on, let's just have three more to follow there. And then the next week, three more in. Yeah. That qu- it's not about the individual characters, it's about the sheer quantity. And I just think that this women's division is suffering that a little bit yeah. at the moment. I, like, I need, in 2023, you, I'll allow him Christmas. Like, a New Year goal has to be, right, who's... Show me some hierarchies. Show me some pecking orders. Mm. You, you're offering, like, you, you know, they, they don't have a dynamite problem. There's always two matches, or there's always more than one segment, and there's more than one program going on. That's evident. But show me who I should care about now and who I should be thinking about going forward after WrestleMania. Like, the Rumble this year is not going to feel as fake as it has done the last couple where they've had to bring back that many... <laughs> like, at least it feels like it's going to be predominantly made up of an active roster yeah, rather than... Well, uh, Molly, can you get your cape on, please? Because we're (laughs) really struggling for numbers. So, yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel yet like a hierarchy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, in terms of the other stuff we've discussed regarding SmackDown recently, uh, we talked about WWE having a bit of a Ronda Rousey problem, of course. Um, she's in action tonight alongside Shayna Baszler against Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez. I still hold a candle for this team of uh, Ronda and, and Shayna. Um, I still think there's amazing potential there, and you've got a few months before you get to the big WrestleMania thing, hopefully with Becky Lynch. It's not the main event concern that I thought it was going to be mm. a few months back. But, um, yeah, there was that clip that did the rounds on Twitter this week of uh, when Ronda just started kicking ass and chucking people around at WrestleMania. And you're mm. like, that's the Ronda I miss. And I realize that you can't do that every time. And, you know, Ronda's gone off and had a kid. It's not as straightforward as many people assume all this. But, um, yeah, this, this is now presumably about establishing Raquel Rodriguez as a, as a threat to, to Ronda's title reign. Yeah, I, and I don't think it's the worst. Uh She's a rumble or a TV opponent at best, is Raquel. But they have at least done a bit of the work. They identified that if she was ringside with Shotzi for Survivor Series War Games, then Ronda's title might have been in doubt. They're mm. in character, I mean. So they injured Raquel ahead of Survivor Series so she couldn't be a part of it, and Shotzi had to go it alone. And that's like narratively, even though the match was a disaster, narratively they can say that's why it fell, that's why Shotzi's challenge fell short. Exactly. It's because the sides weren't even. So this is how you pivot from the Shotzi feud to the Raquel one. I just don't have anything to say because <laughs> the shot, the problem with the Ronda and Shayna team isn't that they don't have all this cool chemistry together and they're not hard as nails. It's that they've not really come together with any kind of commitment. There's no... There was a division that you could have sacrificed, like five... Shotty being one of them, by the way. I like Shotty, but she was somebody you could absolutely sacrifice these two. They should have monstered Shotzi. Yeah. They did monster Natalia. Shayna certainly did. And Ronda laughed as it happened. There was a lot more of that to be done, and they just never did it. And now it's a bit like Shayna's doing a, you know, sort of wacky sidekick. I'll get him, boss. And I think that's what we're going to get tonight. 
I think either Raquel pins Shayna and points at Ronda and says, does the belt gesture mm-hmm. coming for you next? That kind of thing. Um, and it's no more complicated than that. I just, the Shayna Ronda thing is being presented way more as heel champion and sidekick rather than two people that were just going to boss the division. Yeah, it, it, I think it, it should be, like you say, more of a, oh, you cross these people, you're either winning the world title or you're getting your arm broken. Yeah. And it feels a lot a lot more watered down than that. And I, I, I wouldn't expect that, from, especially from Triple H's, with the way he's booked Shayna in the past in NXT. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would say, because I love Raquel Rodriguez and her big back, and I think she's a great threat mm-hmm. for Ron. Not the person who takes the title off her, but suddenly like, oh, bollocks, have I... You know, you know, Shotzi's crazy and willing to put her body on the line, but Raquel Rodriguez can just pick fools up and chuck them around like nobody's business. I shouldn't have broke her arm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But stop having a smile so much. Who, Raquel? Raquel, like, yeah, it, was, it feels like we're still in the Vince era of, like, big smiles out there. That was a crazy directive. Like, she smiled at the point where she was supposed to be drawing breath in the middle of a match, and it was like, now get the smile back on. I think, the, look... I've not lost hope completely in the Rousey and Shayna project, but I will say at this point, I kind of think Rousey might go in 2023. And if nothing else, she'll probably put Shayna Baszler over on the way out. Mm. That's I shouldn't be thinking that far ahead, but I kind of, I'm not sure. She but keep, I win for Shotzi and Raquel tonight. I think so. Like, Ronda's just keeping about one for Becky Lynch, isn't she? Yeah. I, I can't see anything past that. Just have, I just have like, yeah, just a, a row of people. Like, they're saying like, we've got Aaliyah back now. Mm. We haven't got anything for her. No offence to her, but I literally, in the build-up to WrestleMania, I want, like, not gravestones, maybe that's a bit too dark, but, like, maybe, like, a wall of x-rays yeah. of, like, broke her arm, broke her ankle, broke, did you know, broke, Shayna broke her nose. Like, really <laughs> vicious stuff for the two ex-MMA fighters. Liv Morgan, right? Elimination Chamber. Ronda, Shayna, Liv Morgan, and three others. The heels just do what Shayna did in 2020 and monster. Oh, my God. Monster the others. Liv mounts a hell of a challenge. Gets a win over Shayna, but he's so exhausted in the process that Ronda finishes her off and retains the title. And, like, the two of them have been established as monsters. Ronda herself is as hard as nails as she's been in forever, and now Becky Lynch awaits, and that's the... Pipe his pit off the top of one of the pods. Yes, please. Here Sorry, Liv. I've realised I've just... It's a horrific spot. We'll put a table underneath it to break your fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, we early days of the uh, World Cup, of course, mm. we picked Braun Strowman as one of the favourites. He eventually got eliminated by Ricochet. More on him shortly. Um, but that was due to the interference of Imperium. And it, it seems like Braun's targeting them now. I've got an idea for something to do with Gunther mm-hmm. in a short while. But yeah, maybe tonight, I don't know, a handicap match? What, Braun versus Benny Vinovici and Ludwig Kaiser? I don't know. I think you pissed a lot of people off, man. I could see... Um, so, well, let's be real. Let's be more pragmatic than that. I think tonight, and there's nothing wrong in this, I think tonight Ricochet and Braun re, like, relaunch their little buddy cop comedy and beat Imperium. Okay. And then you've set up Ricochet... The title match is next week, isn't it? Set yeah. up, you've gained a bit of a teaser of Ricochet and Gunther, but also you've kept Braun in their business for if and when Gunther retains because that's Gunther's... Like, people got really pissed off with this Gunther thing and it feels like a hill I'm dying on, right? He's building... Like, Triple H is building two feuds at once here. Yeah. He has Ricochet win a tournament, right? That but I found that Ricochet-Braun finish, like, there was no excuse for the way in which they just buried Ricochet. 
Like, I banana skins Braun, and then Braun somehow ends up saving Ricochet in a beatdown. <laughs> that was lame. Like, it doesn't have to be the big guy protecting the little guy 100% of the time. No. Sometimes you can flip that. So I didn't, I'm not defending that. But the rest of this, right, Ricochet wrestles his way, for the most part, to an impressive World Cup win for what should be a really great take. Gunter has fantastic Intercontinental title TV matches, right? He had a really good one against Shinsuke Nakamura, and Nakamura isn't exactly like the, the banger match factor anymore. The Rey Mysterio match was quality. Oh. The Sheamus rematch is one of the most underrated matches of the year because people know it's obviously it cast, the clash at the Castle match casts such a long shadow. Gunter's CV at this point on TV speakers, TV CV speaks for itself mm-hmm. at this point. So the Ricochet match, I think, is going to totally bang. And Ricochet, they'll probably write, it'll be a bit of homework. Go and watch the Intercontinental title match because we've all forgotten it. Mm-hmm. Right when Gunther first beat Ricochet. Go and watch it. And then there's probably something they'll reference in next yeah, week. Yeah, callbacks. So, yeah. yeah, like it'll be really good. And then. Gunter will get the win, and he'll be like, right, job done, blah, 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 blah. And then, roof forgot about me! <laughs> and then there's something else to watch that yeah. had a story. And, like, I think this is good, and I never had a problem with Gunther running away in the first place. Like, if it's something about people having this idea of how Walter should be booked, I understand that criticism, but it's a bit apples and oranges. Mm. It's not like he's being booked as Walter in any other way. He's just no, he's not getting rolled up and pinned and what have you. Yeah, it's... Like, Gunther can, as long as in the end. Like, i tell you what I made a fool of if, like, Braun beats him for the title. Yeah, let it play out, but, yeah, with the caveat I, of that, I think I'll, I'm fair. the first one to eat an L on the fact that, like, why the hell does Jeff Jarrett still work in tag matches? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm the biggest fan, but I'm not campaigning to be a regular every week. I just think that this Gunther-Braun thing has been way overstated, and they've got, like, a canny little mid-card mix here. I like that booking as well, because I pictured Ricochet doing some mad spinny 450 off Braun's shoulders. Great, yeah. I, th- I think they make a good team visually. Like, Ricochet can wear some red tights. <laughs> <laughs> sign, sign me up. Um, but, yeah, I mentioned Gunther because I think he may be involved to do the good old, good old US of A uh, against foreign menace. And God bless the United States. Um, because I think he may be involved tonight in Kurt Angle's birthday celebration. You've ruined it, Gunther. I bloody love Kurt Angle, and he's he's not afraid to to look a bit stupid and to put other people over. I love the idea that, like, that it's both WWE brain, but also sort of brilliant, that Kurt Angle has a birthday celebration. The first thing he pitches is one of the most violent men on the show to chop the heart from his body. Like, oh, my God. Happy birthday. Like, blow out the candles. Oh, is that the smoke from the candles? No, it's the soul escaping from you after Walter's chopped you. Pour, pour some milk on it to uh, <laughs> ease the pain. Right, what have we got? So, Kurt Angle... Ricochet makes the save in America. That's not bad, actually, yeah. Because he's the World Cup winner. Uh-huh. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, I want Kurt Angle to do that thing where he's like, yeah, you know what, double double E fans, I uh, always <laughs> loved it when you said I sucked, so come on, let me tell me that I suck. And then they're about to say you suck, and then you hear a, Juice! Juice, please! Please. And then, so, Chad Gable and Otis are there, and, uh, like, normally I don't... You shoosh. You shoosh. You shoosh. <laughs> normally I don't agree with these idiots, but they're right, Kurt. You do suck. I'm, uh, I'm like, sort of... I'm the guy that you never could be. I'm an amateur. Like, people say that Chad Gable's going to follow in your footsteps, but, like, Kurt Angle, you're going to sit in, in Chad Gable's shadow, whatever, all that sort of stuff. And then, like, an interruption. Don't you talk about my dad like that. And Jason Jordan <laughs> yeah! walks down. Not on his birthday, Chad. And then you have this, like, Jordan and Gable moment where everybody's like, oh, the Goosebumps are coming. Remember American Alpha? The Revival are coming back in April. Jordan can never wrestle again. Who cares? Like, the, and it's all, and, like, 
angles. Is that like, golden in the match? Is that even yeah. possible? Does that like angle does the hair ruffle on Jason? Thanks, son. And then they like the two of them do like well, I don't know what Jordan's physically capable of. Like, the two of them do a nice double team on uh, Otis and Chad, and they're chucked out there. And Angle gets to celebrate with his son like Happy Birthday. I love and that. Out. Oh, that's far better than mine. And just. Gunther being horrible and Ricochet saying, don't you say that about the USA <laughs> or whatever it may be. Um, oh, my. No, scrap it. Jason John, all that happens, all that happens, and uh, Kurt Angle says, and uh, this is reminding me, there's a guy backstage right now that I know is going through a hard time, and uh, I want to bring him out to let him know that he was one of my greatest opponents and it wouldn't be the same without him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Rey Mysterio. We are going to the father and son hugging uh, in the ring. And then uh, Dominic arrives on SmackDown. Deadbeat dad takes a beating on the ramp because he's in the fucking yeah. judgment day. And uh, like the birthday celebration is like the whole thing turns purple and Dominic leaves. Dominic uh, destroys Kurt Angle on his birthday and yeah. Rey Mysterio is like, dodged a bullet there. Then Karrion Cross comes out and jumps in. So he's <laughs> targeting next. TikTok, yeah. Uh, one final thing to do then. They bring back a legend, and they often don't come alone. Mm-hmm. Which WWE alumni will also be part of Kurt Angle's birthday celebration? A la, who was the backstage segment that time that we always allude to, where it was like Sergeant Slaughter and Axana <laughs> sharing punch in that one Raw party where Eric Bischoff was on screen for a second again, yeah. and then before they could even reference it, he was let go because they were noticing that catering supplies were lower than previous. <laughs> So I have uh, the alumni page open in front of me. Okay. Scrolling through, you tell me we went, when to stop, picking up between one and four, and that is our pick for the uh, surprise return as part of Kurt Angle's birthday celebration. Stop. Okay. Hmm. Right. We'll go with... <laughs> you got quite the selection. Oh, yeah. Angle... Go to the uh, people out of the SmackDown 6 that it could be. Four. Okay. <laughs> it's happened again. Okay. I don't know how we keep landing on this guy, but I'm, I'm okay by it because oh, oh, sometimes we book stuff and I go like, well, what, how's that going to work? And that's just stupid. We sh- they shouldn't do that. And sometimes we book stuff and I go, well, how's that going to work? I mean, I don't care. I just want to see it happen. Because joining Kurt Angle's birthday celebration is, and I hope I pronounced this correctly, Fandango. <laughs> I've like six angles at this point, haven't we? This is Bring like him the- home for cr- Get Dirty Dango back on telly, for Christ's sake. He could do some weird sexy stuff with milk. Like this would be, yeah, he really could. He did. Johnny Curtis, didn't he like yeah, pour milk over himself? Yeah, he crying over it. Yeah. Ah, oh, we've done it again. Yet again, we've manifested. Son of a bitch. We've manifested Fandango for another segment that'll be worse without him in it. Yeah. yeah. One of these days, this will work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a broken clock. He'll actually, cut, he'll actually come back and be like, we, when we'll brag endlessly about it as if our random game had anything to do with it. <laughs> right. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for day Daily Wrestling Podcast. Uh, me and Sid will be here a little bit later on to preview AW Rampage, baby. Uh, and we got Wrestle Culture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way later on today as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.